This is a Radio.com original. I guess your first fan was the 68, so it was the newer generation, right? Yes, uh, 67 was the cutoff. So 67 was still the, the, the little widow's peak and the split window and the safari windows. And it was uh, the, a totally different look. And then this, the next year, 68, is when they came out with the, the bay window, the big, big windshield and the flat front, better suspension and, and windows where you could stick your arms out because uh, the other bus had those little slide windows where if you go to a drive-thru, they got to hand you your food sideways. So it, it goes in kind of like a jail cell. <laughs> Life gives you a second opportunity. Isn't that true, Bob? It does. Life can give you, like, for example, a missed opportunity, if you really pursue it, it can give you a second opportunity of doing something. I remember her. I no, not not her. Oh, it, it the it. situation. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, there those you things go. Too. See, see. Yeah. Once upon a time, I had a chance. In fact, I interviewed our guest, our special guest for today's show. Yeah, and it was a brand new. In fact, I think I still have it here. Where is it? It's a, um, it's a, it's a digital recorder. Okay. Wait a minute. I had a digital recorder. Wait, hold it. Well, whatever it is, it's hiding at just the right time. So I had a digital recorder, and uh-huh. we were about ready to do this, and I interviewed him, and, uh-huh. it, and I went back, and I thought, this is great. I have our guest, and there was nothing there. Oh. And it took me three and a half years to get this guest for talking about cars back. All right. Well, good. So, he's back. And he's on the line. So let's get into it. Yes. All right. Greetings and exclamations. Welcome to a new edition of the Talking About Cars podcast. Time for the place where everybody has a car story. I'm Randy Crudoon, owner of Mopars in Pontiac. Singular. Singular, yeah. This guy is Hot Rod Bob Beck. He is owner of pretty much everything. He has Ford, (laughs) Chevys, Plymouths. He owns them all. And he is here with us today as we get to interview. Gabrielle Iglesias joining us right here, fluffy guy on the fluffy. Talking About Cars podcast. And now we have to impress him because people are watching. He has uh, a lot of people that follow him. He does. He does. Even on the street. I would say, like, take how many people follow us and then put um, some zeros on it. And, and A lot of zeros. A lot of zeros, <laughs> more than we do. So this is good. This is going to be really good. Gonna be All right, great. Here we go. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him, you love him. The guy who's going to be on our show, the comedian yes. extraordinaire, Gabriel Iglesias is on with us. Hey. Thank you so much for being on the show. A man of many cars. Yes. <laughs> A man of many cars. You know, look, I always like starting at the beginning. And of course, Growing up, what kind of cars did your family have, and how did did that lend to, if any, what you ended up buying? Is it? Well, uh, I, from what I remember back in the day, my uh, my brother was always talking about it because he was always working on it. He had a Rambler. Oh, okay, the Rambler. Rambler, hey. and he also had an old Cadillac with the with the big fins on the back. Like a, I want to say it was a '65, just an old. It never was in its prime. It was always it was always in, in that in that transition of, of Bondo and paint. 
in uh, primer, yes. Uh-huh. So, uh, <laughs> I love that. My mom driving a uh, my puppy. Uh, my mom driving a uh, a Ford Escort station wagon, and a um, I remember a a Maverick. She had a Maverick, and I remember my brother making a big deal about the fact that it was a uh, six in a row, six. You know, yep. it's a straight six, man. It's a straight six. They don't make them. <laughs> More. it's the best it's a straight six i'm like dude you're always working on the car why is it the best yeah. bob had bob this I is not rod bob he had uh, a ram a maverick as well six in a row makes it go yeah six what he said <laughs> and introduced me to a 1968 volkswagen bus and that was definitely what started this whole uh craze and how many buses do you have because you're an aficionado of these uh, would it sound douchey if I said I don't know? Just because <laughs> like, there's, there's about five of them right now that are in the process of being restored. So they're shells and they're just kind of like waiting to get, you know, have things done to them. So there's there's five right now that I know of that are in, in waiting. And I think there's 20. 20. Uh, wow. Only 20. Stock yeah. or hot rotted? Um, I only have three that are kind of trick. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, one of them, man. It's it's almost 200 horsepower, so it could. It's definitely a car that can handle the freeway and then some. I understand yeah. you have a Tesla, and so you understand electric power. I remember watching a Wheeler dealer dealers episode where they actually stuck an electric motor that was like just not big at all, but they put it in a Volkswagen bus. Did you ever consider something like that? Uh, I did consider it, but the problem is, is that uh, you're not putting a Tesla into a, a, all these electric motors that they have. Um, they average what about 80 miles, and uh, I'm sorry, but if I'm gonna if I'm gonna dedicate putting an electric motor into a Volkswagen bus, I need to feel good about knowing that I got some range. Because uh, I had a Tesla, I had a Tesla, and because of the fact that I always had range anxiety, which is an actual thing. Um, you know, you charge up your car, it tells you you have 250 miles, and then you, you, you slam on the, on the gas pedal a couple times, and now you have 165, and you're like, whoa! Um, <laughs> you know, lady for the rest of the day in hopes that you make it home. Well, that's why some of the guys carry a Honda generator in the trunk. Wait. Nah. No. No, I don't think I don't think that would work. That would be very bizarre. But at least you have that, and and uh, you also have, along with all of the cars, all of the vans that you have. And the interesting thing is, I guess your first van was the '68, so it was the newer generation, right? Yes, '67 uh, was the cutoff. So '67 was still the the you know the little widow's peak and the split window and the safari windows, and it was uh, the, a totally different look. And then the the next year, '68, is when they came out with the the bay window, the big big windshield and the flat front, better suspension and, and windows where you could stick your arms out because uh, the other bus had those little slide windows where if you go to a drive through they got to hand you your food sideways so it, it goes in kind of like a jail cell. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that you can act, what were the windows, the safari windows you were talking about? They actually oh, go up. Yeah. Straight up, straight up and out, yeah. You and what, I'm sure that in the beginning when they first put those safari windows on the buses, and they only went 20 miles an hour. It was awesome. But, uh, yeah, I tried driving with those things open one time and, and ate like four bugs yep. and, and got in the face with something. I don't, I don't know what it was. It's, it's not practical at all. Yeah, like a motorcycle rider. A happy motorcycle rider's got 
bugs between his teeth. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's very goggles, and now I know. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing the goggles, I understand that. You what other cars have... are in the what other cars are in the stable besides uh, Volkswagen buses? Uh, aside, I see. I'm, I'm a very extreme person, so I've got the slowest cars ever, and then I've got like my muscle alley, which is basically uh, everything Dodge. So like I have a a, a Dodge. Uh, let me see. I got uh, a Chrysler 300 SRT, a, um, a Dodge Challenger SRT8, uh, a uh, Hellcat Challenger Charger, uh, and then I have the Demon. Ladies and gentlemen, the man who is certainly loved by his local Chrysler Plymouth dealer, excuse me, Chrysler Dodge dealer. Yeah, no more Plymouths. <laughs> no more Plymouths, not at all. Although you have one. Yes, I, remember, I do. My mom had a Plymouth. I remember, uh, what was that, what was that, Reliant, I think, a Plymouth? I oh, well, that was sort of a Plymouth, but yeah. <laughs> In the front, I remember that. Absolutely. No, so you have, okay, so you have also, you have, the Challenger, you have the Charger. I saw the Charger. You just had it wrapped, uh, what, a year ago? Uh, yeah. yeah, well, you know what? Here's the thing with wraps, and people ask me the question all the time about wrapping the cars versus painting them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends on how good you take care of the wrap. It, there is maintenance behind it. You can't just, I made the mistake of, of wrapping my car uh, a few years ago, and the guy goes, yeah, it should be good for like five years before you have any problems. And year two, I was already having blotches all over the car because uh, sunspots, basically, mm-hmm. you, you took the, it's, it's, a, it's wallpaper. So you know, he's like, oh, you should have kept it in the shade. And I'm like, well, you should have told me that I kept it in the shade because I just figured it was going to be all right. So uh, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of wrapping them now, but I did, I did do one about a year ago and uh, it stays inside. So I Good. drive it around and then at the end of the day, I park it inside. Oh, by the way, go back to the Challenger. What do you think of the uh, Demon? The Demon, uh, no one needs, like, seriously, there's, who needs that much power? Like, what do you got to prove? Who, who are you trying to get away from? What warrants <laughs> do you have that you need 800 plus horsepower stock? Um, I've, I've never gotten a chance to push the car. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's been a few times when uh, maybe I'll go under a tu- in a tunnel or, or you know, a, a nice long drive somewhere out in the IE where, where there's, it's just open. And I've had it to maybe 130 really quick, and then I'm like, oh, good, I didn't get caught. But <laughs> who needs that kind of power? And then people see that you're driving a demon, and everybody wants to race you. I get cars that pull up to me all the time, and they start revving the engines, and they're like, come on, man. And I'm like, dude, you don't even know. Like, <laughs> I got a receipt that says, I will kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to come out to Irwindale one night and go drag racing. Yeah, I actually, I got a chance to, uh, I forgot to mention, I have two Trans Ams. I have an old school 1979 Trans Am and a uh, 2015 uh, Trans Am that was done by Trans Am Depot. It started off, obviously, as a, a Camaro. Camaro, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got tricked out, so it's a Bandit edition. So there's only 77 uh, made, and I got I got one of them. Well, I That's saw cool. some a lot of the pictures of cars that you have are on the Internet. I mean, people could go see. People have toured your museum and checked out some of your Volkswagens and also uh, some of the other cars. I wanted to see what it looked like, so I was going through uh, YouTube, and I came across something called Fluffy and the Demon. And I'll be darned, I watched that cartoon, and there were no demons in it. I mean, uh-huh. cars. <laughs> <laughs> But it was a good. But it was a good short, though. Well, vehicular demon, not personal demons. Exactly. Oh, yeah, there you, go. <laughs> you have the 
as you mentioned, the Smokey and the Bandit version of the second movie, uh, uh, version of the uh, Trans Am. Yeah, 79. And actually, that's the one that I took to Irwindale Speedway. Um, I did a show with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, he's very real, by the way. And, and he, he loves cars, especially Camaros. He, he had just bought a Camaro and uh, he invited me to be on his show. And I go, hey, how, you know, I just got this Trans Am. I go, we're pretty much even on the power. Do you want to race? And so uh, we did a thing over at the Irwindale Speedway and we got to race. You know, it was a, a, my 79 against his six. What was that? 70, I think it was a 68, 69, old school Camaro. And uh, he beat me both times. Oh. It's because his car was automatic, whereas I still had to shift. Ah, I see. So if you had a chance to do another car movie with somebody or in a, in a situation where you had like Smokey and the Bandit, if they wanted you to do a remake of Smokey and the Bandit, or if they wanted you to do another car movie, like a redo what car movie would you like to be involved in because it would keep you let you drive a cool car from the movies you know what actually smoking the bandit would be an awesome one but i wouldn't and this is going to sound weird but i would actually want to be uh buford i would want to i would want to because there's something about having the freedom to just have the sirens and the lights and gun a car as fast as you want and not have to worry about am i going to get caught is somebody going to chase me you're the chaser Therefore, you can just go for it. Ah. I did a show for uh, the California Highway Patrol a few years ago, and they picked me up. And, and this was when, when uh, they made the, the change from the Crown Vic to the uh, Charger. They were driving Chargers. Right. So I got to drive in one of the first Chargers that was souped up. And I remember they picked me up at the house. They said, we're going to send somebody to go get you. And the show is in San Diego. So they picked me up in Long Beach. And we got to San Diego. I want to say my best time ever was probably 90 minutes, no traffic at one in the morning. And we got there in about an hour, if that. I mean, wow. he gunned it the whole way, the sirens blazing. And I'm just like, this is the coolest thing ever. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, what does that feel like to just be able to gun it and not have to worry? He goes, man, it's the most beautiful drive ever. And everybody gets out of your way. So I would want to be Buford driving that, that car. Even though it's not a sports car, being able to haul ass and not have to worry. I like that. I like that. That's very cool. Uh, Cannonball Run would be my second choice. Ooh, there you go. Awesome. Yeah. All right, if you're going to add a car to your stable that's different from everything you've got right now, what would it be? Uh, you know what I saw recently that was, uh, it was custom, but um, they sold it on the Barrett Jackson, Barrett Jackson, Jackson auction, um, was a Jeep Gladiator, uh, mm -hmm. it was a Jeep Gladiator Demon Fusion, and it, it just looked so trick. It was, it was lifted, the wheels were really big, and of course it had the 800 plus horsepower, and uh, it, was, it was just really nice, and they only made one. And I wanted to get it, but yeah, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't mean to be Debbie Downer here using a really old reference, but gosh, you've got a car that's up, that's a little maybe not as stable, and you put that that kind of engine in. Uh, that would be a tough car to take a turn in. Yeah, I uh, a, a few years back when when uh, comedy got really good to me, I I went out and I made some crazy purchases, and I bought uh, one of the first H um, twos. That, that came out and uh, 
I, I tricked out the uh, tricked out the motor or the engine on it, and and it, it was the horsepower was insane. And there was a couple times I got up on two wheels because <laughs> I didn't know how to. Oops. Yeah, yeah. I was lucky. I was lucky they came back down. But, uh, yeah. I, I got some I got some air under those wheels. Yeah, remember so, keep it rubber side down and shiny side up. Exactly. <laughs> so the top. So that's one of your top three cars that you would want someday. It's everybody has a list of the cars that they want someday. And I know you have a you, you pretty much uh, got all the Volkswagen vans and VW bugs that you want. But is is there a couple other cars that are on that list of someday I'm going to get that? Well, let me tell you, there's a couple cars that just as a kid I, I really loved, and I was like, ooh, it'd be great to have, but. When you get a chance to actually get inside of one or drive one or actually be around it, you, you kind of, eh, I'll just, I'll just be a fan or I'll buy a little die cast. Um, mm-hmm. One of them was a DeLorean. And I was a big fan of Back to the Future, and I, and I said, uh, man, if I get this, um, this TV deal, my gift to myself will be a DeLorean. And I got a chance to get inside of one at a museum, at the, this automotive museum in Germany, and they let me get inside the car. And wow, uh, it's basically, you're basically putting on a soda can. Uh, the car is tight. It is tight. You don't get in, you put it on. It's it's so small, and the anxiety kicked in so quick. There's no way I would drive that car, and it's so low to the ground. Like if you don't have core, you got to have some core strength. Otherwise, you're <laughs> back. How is your core strength? I've never, I've never asked that of anybody of our guests, but I'll ask you. You know, it's decent. I'm a big guy, but I can get off the ground, so that's my claim right there. And people, all ask, right. <laughs> But I know I can do at least one, and that's all. The <laughs> um, car that I really liked back in the day uh, was the 18 van. You know, mm-hmm. that you see, but again, unless you got really good mirrors, and it's it, there's a lot of blind spots on it because it is a, a panel van. It's not a, exactly a, a van like a bus where you've got nothing but 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 view. Uh, mm-hmm. The blind spots are really bad in that, and, and yeah, I didn't like it after that. We're talking to Gabriel Iglesias, fluffy guy with us right here on the Talking About Cars podcast. After this break, we will get more from him, including uh, the car that he lost that someday he'd like to get back. Notice I'm throwing that in, so giving him a couple minutes to think about it. And uh, what he's up to that you're going to be real interested in. That's coming up next on the Talking About Cars podcast on radio.com. Hey, we're back. Randy Cardoon, Hot Rod Bob, along with... Gabriel Iglesias, ladies and gentlemen, joining us on the Talking About Cars podcast. You know, you were—you've uh, got something in your museum that few people have, and and apparently it has something to do with Brazilian vans and how you cut one in half to do something. Uh, I have a fish. T- I have two fish tanks made from a single uh, bus. Um, it, was, it was done by the guys over at uh, ATM in uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, there was a TV show called uh, Tank, and and every week these two guys would go out and they pimp out a fish tank for a celebrity. And so uh, I got that phone call one day, and I love fish tanks. I, I had saltwater fish tanks at my house, so when I got this call, I was ready. And they're like, "Hey, man, we were interested in doing a, a fish tank for you. Do you have any ideas?" And I'm like, "Do I have an idea for you?" <laughs> Now, um, being that Volkswagen buses are are so just cool and, and they're 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 classic and they're expensive. They're, they're it's probably one of the most expensive uh, cars out there. And so to turn one into a fish tank, I, I caught a little flack for it. But um, 
I tell people it was a Brazilian bus, not American or German made one. And the difference is, is that um, years ago, you know, these, these Volkswagen basically they had their original plant over in, in Wolfsburg, Germany, and then of course then they had uh, plants here in the U.S. and Mexico. And the uh, back in the day, they I call it a Frankenstein where they they would do whatever they wanted to do. So like you know, if, if Germany said, okay, we're going to release a uh, a 65, then all the parts that went into that 65 were parts for a 65. Whereas in Brazil, they were kind of like, ah, we'll take this leftover 72 back end and we'll mix it with this 62 front end and put the wheels from a, a 1985. And, and so you would get these weird looking buses that just like, for somebody that really knows them, you're like, that part doesn't go there. And why is this, why is this that? And so they weren't really respected as much. And that's probably why you can get a, a Brazilian bus for pennies on the dollar versus something that was, uh, you know, more original. So wow. I got Brazilian buses that was decent enough to where the guys over at ATM got a hold of it, chopped it in half, painted it up really nice, and turned it into a fish tank. And they've never looked better. Oh, that's cool. That is All right, cool. You, you brought up Brazilian Volkswagens. I'm looking at one right now that I'm going to I'm going to try and pick up a Puma GT. Are you familiar with those? A Puma GT, a Volkswagen? Yeah, it, it's it's in in collaboration with Volkswagen. Puma was an auto manufacturer in Brazil, and they made sports cars using the Volkswagen platform and engine and suspension. You got them looking it up now. There you go. Looking that up. Oh, I see what you're talking They're about. They're cool looking little cars. I keep seeing shoes. <laughs> <laughs> put, put in Puma GTI. Puma GT Puma GTI. All right, let me see what that does. Because yeah, right now I'm looking at a bunch of uh, uh, soccer shoes. Yeah, no, wrong. Uh -uh. <laughs> all right, here we go. Oh, all right, all right. It almost looks like a, a Nissan. Well, it's kind of depending on which year you're looking at. The, the tail lights are are wrap around, or they're inset in there, and the sloping nose like a Porsche. And seventy-two. Yeah, and they did that because sports cars were very expensive in Brazil, so only the elite would get them. So they came up with this one. It's a fiberglass car, and it uses all Volkswagen running gear. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it does. It has very much the. Uh the Porsche look, but I'm sure it doesn't have the Porsche price. Uh, no, no. As a matter of fact, they sold them here in the U.S. as a component car. So they shipped them up without a suspension, without an engine. It didn't have to go through emissions. It didn't have to go through crash testing. And the dealer sold you the car, and you put your own engine suspension in, which was all Volkswagen stuff that would bolt up. That's, that's <laughs> cool. And for people that don't know, old-school Volkswagens, it's four bolts. It's, yeah. yeah. Like, you can put one in with some, uh, some nail clippers and... and <laughs> <laughs> have you ever gone to one of the Volkswagen bug-ins or, uh, or, or or such? Like little options where they have uh, basically car meets? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they have a, a regular one here in Long Beach. Uh, H2O puts it together, uh, you know, this, this car group. And they do it over by the In-N-Out. So it's, it's kind of a, a double hit. So you get to look at cars and you get to get burgers. So, uh, they have that. And then they have cool. uh, a couple times a year they have this Octo show over at uh, Vet Stadium. Here in Long Beach, um, it, it's cool when I can go, but you know, clearly this year has been one of those years where ah, uh, just stay online and, and, and live. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, 
then in Chasing Classic Cars, I think one of their episodes with Wayne Carini, he had, uh, they were selling cars at the Tupelo Museum, and they had a SP2, I believe, and that was a Volkswagen that looked very strange as well. I, I don't think, I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Uh, and I got to look that one up. SP2? Have you guys ever heard of the uh, Volkswagen, uh, the Hormiga? No, now I've got to look that up. Wait, how do you spell that? Oh, man. Carefully. Yeah, funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. Or Volkswagen. Ormiga. Ormida? Was that another Brazilian version? Uh, no. They had some strange ones out of Brazil. It's spelled H-O-R. Oh, that's not what I spelled. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you probably spelled it whore. See, I told you you have to be careful. <laughs> H-O-R-M-I-G-A. M-I-G-A. Okay, here it is. H-O-R-M-I-G-A. No. no, I don't think you need to sing the jingle, Bob. I don't? don't no. But nice try. Okay. Oh, wow. You know what this looks like? Okay. This looks like no. the car that... This looks like the car that you built when you had Tinker Toys when you were a kid. <laughs> I don't know if this can... Legos. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. it's okay. square. As you get a oh, scene a, of my a cam shape. over truck. Yeah, very, it's like a very no, I, square. Very square. Definitely All right. a wor working man's vehicle. SSP. Is it an SP2 or an SP3? Let me. As long as I brought this thing up, I might as well find. You it. might as well. You got to You got to just. I brought it up. Now I've got to find. Oh, here it is. There you go. All right, come on, come to Papa. Ah, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. That is a cool sports car. Yeah, it very much is. That that is neat. Okay. I need to buy one of those. It's just that you know. I'm, I'm, I'm a big guy. I'm 300 plus pounds and I got to make sure I can get in <laughs> of these things. And so uh, that's that's my main like if I fit good, I'm, I'm getting it. And if I don't, then I'm not even going to bother because I don't want to just stare at the car. I want to drive it. No, that, that's it. You got to enjoy them. It, it's not just you're not putting them away. Just, for, you know, I got it. It's on my shelf. and I'm, I've got to keep it there. Half the fun of having these things is driving them. Yeah, that's that's why I appreciate uh, the collection that Jay Leno has, because Man, Jay uses his cars, whether it's the steam engine one, the electric one, the one that has a jet engine in it, or, uh, you know, a, a classic. He, he's not afraid to drive them. What was it like being on the show with him? Oh, man, which time? Because uh, I, I love Jay. He'll call me up, and, and I don't mind the fact that I'm not usually his first choice because I've been on the show a lot of times because other people have backed out or something happened. So I'm his go-to. Uh, like I, I feel like I'm his side piece. So I got no problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm faithful standby, and um, it, it's just an awesome show. Being able to go to Jay Leno's garage, the you know, not just the show, but his actual, uh, you can't even call it a garage. I mean, it's, no. it's like four compounds put together, and hundreds Huge. of cars, thousands of motorcycles. It's next to you know, everybody knows it's next to the airport because that's how much space he needed. He needed hangers for these uh, for these things, and. I've been to museum, automotive museums that can't compete with Jay Leno's uh, collection. And his yeah. automotive knowledge. He's a, an automotive historian. Yeah, because like for me, for example, I have my, my buses, but 
I'm not, I don't work on them. I'm not, I'm not the guy that'll get under there. And, and I mean, I, I know how they, you know, the basics of it, but I'm not going to be the guy that goes under there and, and, and gets dirty, gets down and dirty. I'm the guy that'll make the phone call. And I'm like, Hey, listen, I need you to get down and dirty. And uh, <laughs> they will roll up his sleeves and get under a car. And he knows so much about so many different kinds of cars. And, you know, to have knowledge of one vehicle, that's one thing, but the guy is just, he knows his he knows his thing. He knows cars very well. A few years ago, I uh, talked to Jay outside of an auction in Arizona, and I asked him, uh, "What would be the one car you would want back? In other words, a car that you or your family used to have that you would like back?" And he said, "The car that he was born, not in, but certainly when they brought him back from the hospital after he was born." And I thought that's an interesting choice. You don't have to answer the same way, but the question to you is. Uh, was there a car that you had that you no longer have that you would like to get back? Um, the uh, and this is it's more so for personal. Oh, well, it's all, clearly it's all for personal reasons. But um, my mom is no longer with us. But I, I have the car that I bought her. I bought her a car, and uh, that's that's the car that I'd like to try to get back. What is it? It's a basic car. It's a Jeep Liberty. Okay. It's, mm-hmm. it's just. Cute little car, uh, you know, it, good mileage, compact, but it's, you know, clearly it's it's for personal reasons. Now, as far as something that I, I personally owned uh, that I would like to get back if I could, that would be that original 1968 bus, that that one where it was it was half Bondo, half paint. It was like <laughs> half Bondo, half paint. Uh, a lot of luck. Uh, there was tape all over the car. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's. That's great. By, by connecting two wires, and then like I had a, a, a pliers underneath the dash to, to start the car. Because mm-hmm. Ah. And did you ever get pulled over with that? And the cop, look. <laughs> I would know that the car, I mean, you'd see the car, and you're like, yeah, this, you know, he's not going to get a whole lot for it. <laughs> uh, but I would love to get that car back and, and, and restore that one. I have a car that's, that's identical to it. And what I would have done to it, but to get that actual first car that I remember sleeping in, breaking down in, pushing, having to work on on the side of a freeway, you know, all those memories, uh, getting on the freeway for the first time in it. Uh, yeah. I remember we, uh, we did an episode with Jay Leno and uh, he had Papa John on the show and Papa John had gotten back his first car that he had sold to try to start his business. So I thought that was a cool story that, you know, he got back his original car. When did you decide to get into comedy? Um, I got into comedy in uh, 1997. I got the bug to want to be in comedy when I was 10 years old. I saw Eddie Murphy, uh, an old VHS of Eddie Murphy Raw. Uh, yeah. Nowadays, you say VHS and people think that's an STD. <laughs> <laughs> I got VHS. Well, don't worry about it. Here's some medicine for it. Yeah, yeah penicillin might take care of that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A head cleaner. What? Yeah. <laughs> I, re- I remember her, but that's another story. No. Hello, but I'm Bob. Hey, hey. <laughs> Absolutely. No. So, what would you be doing if you weren't doing comedy? Uh, well, that's been the last eight months, which is basically I've been <laughs> selling toys, uh, buying cars, uh, trying to just uh, you know do whatever gig I can. Uh, so I've been getting into a lot more acting, more uh, more television shows, hosting gigs. 
any function I can I can participate in that's as close to stand up as possible. I mean, I miss it, and um, there's a good chance I'm going to be doing a show next week for the first time in eight months, and I'm nervous about how that's going to go because it's a socially distanced show, which means that uh, I'm probably going to have 20 feet between me and whoever's in the front row, which is awkward. Mm-hmm. You know? So we'll, we'll to hold a microphone and see what happens. You know, one thing I like about you, and I, I've been to a couple of your shows, you're having fun. You're enjoying what you're doing, and it shows in what you're in what you say. You're not the kind of guy that's in your face yelling and 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 angry. You're having fun, and you're making people have fun with you. I'm nervous about this first show back because something tells me there's going to be a little anger in there. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, because usually I'm talking about fun things and just, you know, basic things that people can relate to. But, man, this year is just like, whoo, you know, I want to touch on certain things. But at the same time, I want to make sure people have a good time. But I got some stuff to get off my chest and, you know, uh, talking to the wall ain't, ain't helping. I, I need a little feedback. <laughs> We, yeah. then we can do this more often. You can what the heck, feedback yeah, on you us. Could, what the anytime heck. you want to sit there and, and vent about cars or anything, just give us a call. We're, we're easy on this. So coming up on Saturday, you have this big event uh, with Hot Wheels, which is interesting because we just did a show last week about Matchbox cars. But anyway, Hot Wheels Legends Tour, Jay Leno will host uh, the finale at his garage, and you are one of the judges. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, uh, you know, I, I get I get an, an opportunity to uh, voice my uh, opinion on uh, on a car that could potentially become a Hot Wheel, and uh, I, I think anybody you know would dream of having their car become a an actual toy, which is freaking cool. No matter how old you are, you want to see you want to see your car become a Hot Wheel. Uh, Matchbox is a different story, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's awesome, and so there's going to be a few cars there, and, and I get a chance to uh, to vote and pick and, and help decide who's going to get that uh, that uh, that opportunity. Have you seen them yet? Do you know what's going to be there? No, I have not seen the cars yet. Uh, I will be bringing one of my cars down in case they don't cut it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Way to go on that. <laughs> these cars, and uh, but 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 have you seen? Have you seen? <laughs> So you've got the real cars. You've got a collection of those. Randy and I are nuts, and we have the model cars, too. How about you? Uh, the model cars, like uh, just little toys, replicas? or Yeah. Uh, scale. Um, I, I started to collect them, and it got, it got a little um, excessive. Because here at the, at the office, you know, I have shelves and stuff like that that's supposed to have, you know, um, business stuff on it and it wound up becoming this giant shelf of cars and it was uh it was a lot uh, they, they, they told me just stop it already because <laughs> bring me little toys at the shows people would send me stuff uh and then of course all the stuff that i'd buy and order and it, it got ridiculous and i had to just stop because it get, i got out of hand and so uh yeah they cleared the shelves and i think they left me with two <laughs> yeah and of course making like model cars when you're a kid you're eight years old and you're digging the digging the glue that basically smelled up the entire place and the next thing you know you're you're waking up and uh with a very big headache i remember that and and my parents telling me about things that i did that i don't remember i i, I remember my my mom had bought me a um 
model set, but it was uh, it was when they came out with those click models. So you didn't need glue; you just needed a. Right. It was like mm-hmm. uh, it was like permanent Legos, basically. You know, once you click it in, it was locked in place, and then it had the stickers and like yeah. And I thought that's the way models were supposed to be. And then I actually <laughs> of a real model set that you had to, you know, you had to break out of the little the little frame, and then you had to. I'm like, hey, I'm looking for the little clicks, and there's like, there's the little clicks. You gotta go get that glue that makes you lightheaded, and then you're just like, all right, here we go. And then the stickers wouldn't even stick. You had to dip them in water, and then hope that that you lined it up straight. And and if it was crooked, you were screwed. And then of course the glue would stick to your hands, so the stickers would stick to your hands, yeah. <laughs> and rub them all off. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. They were they were little braille cars, so you could feel everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck on your show. I know, uh, where is it going to be, or do you know yet when it's yeah. coming on? Las Vegas, actually. Uh, mostly it's going to be private, not available to, uh, to the general public. But uh, at this point, I don't care. It's, you know, it's one of those things where I, just, I haven't done it in so long. I'm looking forward to anything at this point. All right, so don't forget the Hot Wheels Legends Tour, now in its third year. Uh, let's see, you could see this by going to Jay Leno's Garage YouTube channel or his Jay Leno's Garage YouTube channel. Also, you can go to the uh, Hot Wheels Facebook page and check it out. And there yeah. you'll see you'll see Gabriel Iglesias, you'll see Jay Leno, you'll even see the Stig. The former Stig is going to be there. Hey, remember to listen, like, and subscribe over uh, our audio podcast on radio.com. KNX1070.com, Alexa, you can hear it everywhere. And watch our video podcasts, which you might be doing right now, on our Two Tired Guys production channel on YouTube. Follow us on social media. And if you want to support us, that's right, join us on Patreon.com. Become a patron, and you'll get all sorts of neat, cool stuff. Until then, I'm Randy. That's Bob. That's Gabe. And we will talk to you next time on Talking About Cars. So long, everybody. Bye.